You want to open the show? <clears throat> yeah. Well, welcome to another late night welcome to with Trav and Lowe's. And we're not in the cantina. In the we are cantina, in my in oficina. oficina. That was a good opening. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, well, it I'm good. glad that we're back. It's, it's good to be back. Yeah. It's been a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah. Well, either you've been away or I've been away. And so it's, it's kind of nice. Let's just jump into it. All right. Let's okay. do it. I'm ready. First, I want to discuss with you a text that you sent me a little bit ago. All right. All right. All right. All right. You want, I have it written down. You want to act it out? Yeah. Yeah. You act, act out <clears throat> Carlos. There we go. Wait. Okay. I need to see it too. Cause I need to see what my oh, part yeah. is. Yeah. We're both. No, ho- I, we're I know. Both, I memorized my part. Oh, you did? We're yeah. both, we're both holding the laptop yeah. together. Okay. Like a hymn book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I'm the best I've been in what feels like six months. Why is that? I stopped being on the defense. And chose to be on the offense every day. That was a text message conversation mm-hmm. that Los and I had a little while ago. Let's let's replay that. I'm and this time we're gonna do it like old West Cowboys. All right, here we go. Now 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 you hear, now you see here, Mister. Uh, 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 I I'm the best I've been in what feels like six months. <laughs> I'm just trying not to laugh. <laughs> Now here, now here, why is that? Now here, boy, let me tell you. Let me tell you, Marcus. <laughs> Marcus, now. The Marcus. Re- Marcus, the reason I've been the best in six months, Marcus, is I've stopped being on the defense and chose to be on the offense every really? day. I like the, you get a good twang on the defense. <laughs> the defense and chose to be on the offense. That's right. So let me ask you, uh, what's this What's this text about? Yeah, man, I texted you. This has been, this has been a while now. This it's been, a little while ago. It's been about six weeks that since it's been since i texted mm, you that that's that's gonna make an even better show <clears throat> yeah six uh six seven weeks mm-hmm. but and let me tell you why that's gonna make a better show sure because oftentimes <clears throat> when you talk about something with somebody you know like when you're excited about like usually it's in your mind because the emotion is high mm. you make commitments you make declarations and statements usually when emotions are high right what really matters though is after the emotion is can done. you carry it forward and in here in this in this you know text conversation that we have you're telling me that you're you're done being on the defense <laughs> and you're starting you're choosing right choosing that you're going to be on the offense every day so yeah. i want to so hear the report six yeah, six well, weeks well let me tell you this is not an itch my friend this is a burn oh it's not you're still on the offense i'm still on the burn okay so tell me like, what what caused you to decide to be on the offense <sighs> oh and what does offense mean like to figure all that stuff out so let me explain to you defense and offense mm-hmm. and then we'll step back and give context to when the switch happened internally that was the please straw that broke the camel's back the Let's penny that made the jar <laughs> all right the offense and defense is a lot of times we wake up we go to work and we're on the defensive, meaning our inbox, our email, our Jira boards, our Trello boards, our base camps, whatever it is that you have mm. that you use to work on, is someone else's to-do list. You're on their to-do uh, yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Which puts you on the defense. Mm-hmm. Don't be on the defense, right? So so it's just being aware of, of that. Mm-hmm. So it's very defensive, very reactive. There's another way to say reactive. Reactive. Right? So it started being reactive because when you're reactive, you're... Working on someone else's agenda, getting their stuff done. 
And I didn't want to be reactive. I wanted to be proactive or I want to be on the offense. Mm-hmm. And what that meant is before I I started the work day is knowing what it is that I was going to work on. And I've talked about this before, right? Which is prepping your day for success. Right, yeah. Um, that was another episode completely, right? That was another one at some other point. A whole episode on that topic. Um, but the issue was that I used uh, proactivity and reactivity. And so I've changed the frame of mind of how I look at the day and... and Instead of being defensive, I'm on the offense. Offense. Right. Right. And so I wake up and I know what I'm going to work on every day. But at the same time, being on the offense, I'm, I purposely try to do the work that I need to do to get ahead of others mm-hmm. so that they're on the defense. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep everyone. It could be peers. It could be com- competitors for the podcast, whatever, but keep people on their toes. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. I'm on the offense. They need to be ready for whatever it is that I'm, I'm pushing forward with. Right. That opens you up to an opportunity of like innovation, creativity, mm-hmm. whereas I like how you said like doing other people's to-do list is you put yourself in a position of production of just like, I'm just a tool that they use yeah, as opposed to a consultant or at best a, a source of inspiration or a muse. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a much better place to be in yeah, than on the offense. Yeah, I like it. And the biggest thing that I've seen in those six weeks is mm-hmm. my ideas that I have are no longer idle. My ideas that I have, I follow through and I make them, make them a reality. Okay. So let's talk about, you said there was there was a moment. There was a there straw. Was a, there was a moment. There was a penny and a straw. You know? What's the penny? Uh, the penny. <laughs> what does that mean? I heard the straw like broke the camel's back. Oh, the penny is you have a jar of water uh-huh. and then you keep putting pennies in. Okay. And at some point, there's a penny that makes it overflow. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I never I never heard that one. Is that an El Salvadorian uh, one? Let's make it an El Salvadorian one. <laughs> All right. Um, there's a book on my shelf. It's called Tools of Titans. Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss. And I've heard you mention Tim Ferriss, but I've never listened to his podcast mm-hmm. or read any of his books that he's most known for. Four, four hour fill in the blank. Work week, chef, body. Yeah. Right? He's a dude. Yeah. Yeah. And so I read the book and I've had many takeaways of it. But one of the takeaways he said was about mentors. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I thought mentors had to be people i can touch but he said that's not true you can have a mentor in the book yeah you can have a mentor online or someone that is where you want to be or mm-hmm. or someone that's traveled the path that you're traveling mm-hmm. and so i saw all of these people and the structure of the of the book is healthy wealthy wise he talks about the best people and their habits in the health industry the wealthy and the wise mm-hmm. <clears throat> and as i'm looking through all of them and reading everything that they've done and their habits etc I just thought to myself, like, there's no difference between them and I. And you know that this is a mentality that I have, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But I had other things in my life that were impeding me from becoming who I knew I could become or who I am becoming or choosing to become, uh-huh. right? And so th- f- reading that book and as I read the book, I applied things that may- that I could immediately apply has been the catalyst, the straw, the penny that has pushed me over the edge into what it is that I knew I needed to be doing. Hmm. So that's, that's the, that's the one thing. That's the moment. That's the moment. And and it's not. And it's were, a big book. So there's a lot of moments. Apparently like, there's a lot of moments. It's like a <laughs> 720 page book. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, a, it's got a thick binding. Yeah. It's what, got heft. Yeah. What's fun about it is that each 
per, it, it's kind of like the the best hits of his in, of his podcast. Yes. And so each uh, section has about three to five pages on average, and every mm-hmm. once in a while there's a dedication to like fifteen pages to a person because okay. they're that awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which I kind of feel like, as you wrote the board the book, I kind of cheated the loyal listeners that have been listening to his time for right. so long. Right, you got the the condensed. Um, I got the encyclopedia. Well, it's like it's like. It's the essence. It's like the phoenix tail it, in it's, a book. It, it's the cream, right? Of, yeah. of the of the milk. You, you just, the, you just the scraped best it stuff, off the top. The juiciest, the creamiest, mm. right off the top. I've, I've been, you know, watching you and, and observing what you've been doing. And if there's a theme, I would say that this theme ex- extends even beyond the past six weeks, mm. you know, before that mm. text conversation. And if there would be a, a theme of these past several months, I would I would say that it's change. It is. And I've noticed a lot in you. I've gone through some myself. Uh, here, here's a few examples. Here's a few examples. All right. Uh, episode 106 is called Unstoppable. Yeah. This is one that you hosted. <laughs> and and actually this conversation about Tim Ferriss's book is, is, a, is like a literal example of what you talked about during that episode when you said that you were investing in quality education. Mm-hmm. You're not like, you know, doing the, the ho-hum of like, Oh, I'm just reading an article on Medium this morning and skimming the headlines, and that's yeah. it. But you're diving deep into some rich ideas and yep. trying to sit with them for a while mm-hmm. and see how they make uh, lasting change in your in your day to day, rather than just kind of like skim the headlines of your newsreader. Yeah. Um, and then we have this tweet, which is a, a few a few whiles ago <laughs> as well. Uh, this is from Los's uh, Twitter account. What's your is it at Los? Montoya, no underscore. I Maybe an underscore. underscore. Maybe. <laughs> Just check out the the bottom of our Travel yeah. Los website for Los's yeah. Twitter handle. Anyway, uh, this is a tweet from Los. I'm usually my biggest obstacle. Learning how to overcome oneself is a step towards success. Hashtag take time to think. Yeah, <laughs> I like that hashtag. Um, because you're reactive most of the time. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't. If you don't carve space out to think, mm-hmm. which is what you need, mm-hmm. um, you won't have time to see why, how you're getting in your own way. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that tweet came from is I finally, from switching to the offense, was able to give myself time to think every morning. And uh, that was part of it. it just kind of a lot of the realizations of how I'm getting in the way of the things that I want to accomplish. Yeah, yeah. And you've been proactive in trying to not just get out of your way, but put things in your way that are going towards where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, one example of that is you sent me um, your, you sent me a, a write-up of your OKRs. Mm-hmm. You know, um, an OKR means objective and key results. Mm-hmm. means what you want to do and what you expect out of what you do do. So <clears throat> why did you, I mean, that's something you see in businesses and organizations do quite a lot. Yeah. Um, why did you write OKRs for yourself? Um, like without without like a manager asking like like without somebody asking what inspired you to do them on your own so there's this team at at Atlassian that I I admire and everyone the majority of the team you're not on that team no it's a it's a product team it's mm. in Australia mm-hmm. and it's a design team and what I admire about that team is that every designer that goes there feels like they're on the fast track of growth 
personally, mm-hmm. professionally, whatever. And mm-hmm. one common theme that they do is they use OKRs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to do OKRs right, it's an investment of time. It takes a lot of time to sit down, think about what are the objectives that I want to do for myself, but mm-hmm. also what are the objectives that align with the company objectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and making sure that the two align so that you can push the company forward and at the same time push what you want to be working on um, is, is, a big, is a big thing. Or, or at least a hard thing to do, I, I find. And so I've been wanting to do them and I've gotten in my own way because I've remained reactive the entire time. This is like a year, dude, a year that I've been wanting to do OKRs. Okay. <laughs> so you're saying that like it's been, you made an OKR to make OKRs. No, no, no. It wasn't. It was, it was, it was <laughs> made a, a goal to make it. Okay. It was an, it was a, a dream, a dream. Right? but not a goal. Yeah. Okay. There's a difference. Yeah. And then, uh, you decided to become proactive. Yeah. And but, one of the first things to do that is, yeah, the OKR, but something happened to get me to the point where I had to do it. It wasn't as, I mean, the last step I took was one that I created internally, uh-huh. but I went on paternity leave, had six weeks to spend with the family right? and then right. came back. And that entire time I was in this weird, emotional, psychological After funk. coming back? Yeah, funk that I didn't know. I just didn't feel like working and it just, I was in a slump and I didn't know how to get out of it. And so we had a, a good podcast about that. We did, we did. And so the OKR is kind of the the thing that I attached myself to as a way to. All right, f this. I'm gonna. That's it. F this. I'm doing. I'm doing this. I'm doing right. it. Right. And I know that my immediate team wants to run OKRs. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't expected of me to do an OKR this this uh, this quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, and so. I sought help to from a few people to help me write the OKR and also find support from my managers to, you know, help me make sure that the OKR is in line with their goals for me, mm-hmm. um, across team, company goals, team goals, etc. Yeah, and you even found a mentor outside of your organization to help you refine them. I did. I went to Epic Currents. You and I went to Epic Currents mm-hmm. in October in Moab, and this is Dan Petty. Uh, his, yeah. his on conference and at this one, Daniel Burke, you know, they just had a second one. They were at the T, t- it sounded, sounded fun. Man. Sounds amazing. The power, the, I just, it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. And so at that other Epic Currents, Daniel Burke was there. Daniel Burke is a Google ventures and, uh, like creative, uh, mm-hmm. investor or consultant to the mm-hmm. team or something. And he, uh, he's known for running OKRs from, from a while back. Uh, and like the early times of when he was, uh, working in Google as a design yeah. or design manager or something. Mm-hmm. And so I sent him a Slack message because of Epic Currents and uh, took three, four minutes of his time. And at a high level, I was like, hey, I'm doing some OKRs. Uh, what are some tips? Okay. Right? And then he said, you know, make sure that your objectives are attainable within the time span and that your key results are specific and something that you can measure right so to give you an example it would be i'd like to edit my i'd like to meet with uh my design team and get my work critiqued Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. is one example more um but the specific is i want to meet 12 times with my team and get 12 separate critiques Mm -hmm. something measurable Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. or weekly i want to do something Right. And so, so I, that's why I went, who I reached out to and, 
um, once the quarter is over, I'd like to return a report. Do you think it's important to to consult with um, like some type of mentor when you're trying to set these goals in, in OKRs? I th- uh, yeah, I'm going to abstract that idea. I think it's important to check with a mentor that knows what they're doing or has done something that you want to do before mm-hmm. and make sure that you can set yourself up for success by getting the best advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And specific to OKRs, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. And then one last one last thing that kind of like is like for me, just observing you and evidence of seeing like this new, you know, the new Los. Yeah. Um, you mentioned to me that you stopped playing video games. I stopped whole hog playing video games. That's that's now if you guys don't know, Los <laughs> Los the old Los enjoyed video games. Yeah, I I uh I nerded out over video games. I went to BlizzCon. Yeah, that's right. You could um, go to BlizzCon. BlizzCon is this company called Blizzard, and they have a convention for their announcements of video games. And you go and try out the new characters, the new games. You go with buddies. You stay in a house, and you nerd out over video games. And I, so, play, I played them growing up. I played them on the computer, etc. It was it was a big part of my life. How much of a change have you seen by? cutting out video games oh it gives me goosebumps man what do you mean the many things the the strength i found at that point to choose to stop something that i loved and i and i figured out later on recently why it is that i loved it at like its deepest point um one just looking back at like that lowest i had the strength to do that just is in, continues to inspire me now in the future. The, there was a moment where your willpower was pretty high and you made a decision. It was a fleeting moment, man. It was, yeah. like, it was like a two-minute window. But you grabbed it. I grabbed it. I grabbed it. So on. what was the moment? <laughs> like, What happened during that? Um, what led to that moment? I had a lot of things that I needed to do that people were counting on me. Family, work, mm-hmm. um, my own goals and dreams. Mm-hmm. And I was, sitting with a friend, I was sitting with a friend online and we were playing a video game after the game. I uh, I texted him and my other friend because we were kind of like compadres in the video games. You guys are online buds. Online buds, and Got I texted it. and I was like, "Hey, I'm done with video games." Uh huh. And and um, my buddy's name is Mace, and Mace said, "No, not like this. Not like this. <laughs> no, not like this. <laughs> like <laughs> we need one more good run, like Matrix. <laughs> yeah, not like this. No, not." <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're both movie buffs, so I think I think they were yeah they were they were calling calling playing that card. That's funny. Um, so it was a big deal. It's a big deal. One uh, here, uh, so you ask kind of like what? How does it feel? Like what? What was well, the question? Okay, so th- there's there's two questions in there. The first one was like, what gave you that strength in the moment? You said you were you just got you just got done with the game. Yeah, it was, and you're sitting there and like, what is attacking you or what what's hitting you? Responsibilities are hitting me. Okay, so you're you're okay, so you're like you have things to do, and then you're decided to play a game you get done with the game and realize that you messed up or, or you yeah. made the wrong choice in that just in that moment yeah i've been making the wrong choice for a long time because I, I i've been thinking about two things i've been thinking about one thing that applies to two things what is giving me energy and what is taking energy away from me mm-hmm. and you double down on things that give you energy mm-hmm. and video games gave me an endorphin rush because I was 100% focused on what I was doing. I was performing at my best. Mm-hmm. 
I used all my skills, spatial reasoning, micro and macro, you know, managing <laughs> of armies, whatever, right? Communicating, <laughs> et cetera, like finding yeah. out what the opponent is and thinking yeah. ahead and yeah. all of that, it, it was doing it for me. But it just drained me of energy, always. While, I was, while I was playing, it was fun, but when I was done, it just drained me. Um, I just felt drained emotionally. Yes. At that point. And I was juggling with this idea of like, this isn't, this isn't giving me energy. How could I better use that energy that I'm spending on video games? What could I get done without them? Yeah. And anytime, and, and it's reading, which is, oh, okay. which is the unstoppable episode, right? Which is, right. I'm, I'm going to stop reading these surface level articles mm-hmm. that everyone can read and put effort into something that not many people will do, which is read a, read a book. thick read ass a. book. <laughs> <laughs> How you like your books? I like them thick. I like ass. them thick ass. <laughs> <laughs> that binding though, mm. <laughs> oh, one inch plus. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Okay. Um. So so, what's it like now? Hold up. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about gaming though. Quitting gaming. Okay. And what and what it's like now. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm doing. Uh, when I wake up in the morning is uh, in Trello, I, I get myself to write 10 ideas, business ideas, podcast ideas, article ideas, lifestyle ideas, anything, just 10 unique ideas that I haven't thought about before. Really? And then the next thing is I do a, a, a three page stream of uh, free flow writing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and many of you know the benefits of free flow writing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that was therapeutic that I realized was one of the reasons that video games were a big part of my life, at least emotionally, is that my dad worked two jobs always. Mm -hmm. I never saw him. And when I did see him, um, he'd play video games with me. Oh, that's cool. Right? Mm -hmm. And I remember two years old playing one of the first Nintendo games Mm -hmm. with my dad. Mm. all the way up to when i was 12 13 he'd come home late and i'd be up at like two in the morning waiting for him to play like a 30 minute video game right <laughs> and so when i was free writing i kind of found this branch of like oh i love video games it was really hard to give him up and then i asked well why was it so hard to give him up and i went through this you know river mm-hmm. um and ended up at, at its source and and that was a source and so when you asked me, you know, what it's, what was it like to give up video games or what, what it was, and I told you to give me goosebumps, it's because that early loss grabbed onto a fleeting two minutes of willpower um, to quit video games, but the depth of that quitting goes to when he was two years old. Right. I mean, in continuing with video games, not only are you just continuing a habit, but you're tapping into something that from your childhood was a time where you can connect with your father. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a little bit more than just a way to relax. Right. So I think that was a... You leave the nest of your house, you leave the nest of your home, and you mm-hmm. like grow up and everything. Mm-hmm. But as you, as you leave, there's always these little strands that are attaching you. Kind of like when you step on a piece of gum and your lift foots up, like <laughs> the big mass is done, but then there's these little strings that finally snap. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of those strings that snapped it snapped so you're done forever um i think so that's cool yeah um one of the excuses i would tell myself was it's technology you need to understand the gaming interface Mm -hmm. and how it's solving all these needs that's one excuse you would make to be like i need to be on the latest platform right right. etc um 
for the foreseeable future. I don't know if it's a forever. It's a, mm-hmm. it's hard to deal in absolutes. Right? Sure. Yeah. Um, for the foreseeable future, there's a lot of uh, positivity and momentum that is leading away from gaming. Right. So we'll see. Now, how's it going? Was your question? Yeah, I want to know like what are the benefits. Mm. Benefits. I'll give you. I told you one of the biggest benefits was just the that I'm able to your energy m- energy, but I'm able to make my ideas a reality. Okay, you have time. I have time. Time. And I have time to think. Mm-hmm. I have time to meditate. Mm-hmm. And then I'm able to be on the offense, so I, I'm ahead of where I need to be, mm-hmm. which uh, frees up all this time to do exponentially positive compounding work Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. right is that there's this focused energy to something that compounds over time and it's just uh like rolling a a snowball down a mountain right just over time it just gets bigger Mm -hmm. it's just a time now for benefits later um so one of those ideas is this new idea of a podcast uh from traveling lows oh last week you talked about this last week i talked about it and then uh um the undiscovered podcast right mm-hmm. that's one of the ideas that came out another idea is i had this idea at uh, work to run a mini design lecture series and invite and have atlassian hosts and partner with aig asf and uh, uh find some of the top creatives in the world and bring them to san francisco to the local community and open it up to everyone as a way to learn from the best and educate current designers, but more specifically educate new and emerging designers on what is possible with technology right now. Mm -hmm. And so that's an idea that's coming to fruition. Um, So here's a plug. If you're in the Bay Area, (laughs) (laughs) February 27th, uh, go to AIGASF.org and... uh, Look for the Atlassian event, February 27th. And we have uh, a speaker that was at Twitter, at Apple, and at the White House as a prototyper. And he talks about how five to seven unassumingly prototyped ideas became these industry movements. Oh, when's that happening? February 27th. That's great. <laughs> um, so that's another idea, but those are two ideas, right? And you you made that happen because you made the time for it by eliminating things that were distracting you. Yeah, I built a website and designed a thing around it and was able to uh, communicate with those that needed to be communicated to make it a reality, make it happen. That's awesome. Right? But the common theme is I was a driving force behind it mm-hmm. because I had time. That's really cool. And then one more thing. Yes, how was it? And this is the biggest one that I've seen is I've noticed it in Brittany, my wife. Um, she sees me going to bed early, waking up early. She sees me working out. She sees me meditating, writing, thinking this positive energy, this Mm -hmm. kind of healing energy, right? That, that she sees within me and she's reading books. She's not notorious for reading books, right? Oh, so it's like a rubbing off. It's rubbing off. So it's rubbing off on Brittany, Mm -hmm. um, which is great. Yeah. Right. It is great. Because one of the things that I was thinking about is like, as I learn and I continue to grow mm-hmm. in my career and there's all this time that I have for my career and mm-hmm. my, my lovely spouse is at home raising my children, mm-hmm. her children. Yeah. Um, she doesn't have that time to uh, stimulate her mind and grow it in, in the way that I'm growing. 
And so over time, there's this disconnect as to like what I know and what she knows. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so the things that we had in common when we first knew each other 10 years ago will change. Right. And so this is great because we're both seeing each other's energy and, and trying to do things that continue to f- keep common ground and common interests. Right. That's so awesome, dude. And I'm, I'm thinking back to what you were saying, like how you connected with your dad. It was like wait until he got home and played some video games. But what's the story that your son is going to tell his friends when he's 20, 30? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I would, like he might say something like I would watch my dad and my mom like read a book at night. Yeah, man. One you know? Of, dude, um, here's something amazing is my daughter took a super early nap at like 4.30 and woke up like at 7.30 p.m., which mm-hmm. means that she was wired for the next three hours. Yeah. Right? So she yeah. was up from 7.30 to 10.30, three hours way past her bedtime. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Brittany wasn't feeling well. She fell asleep. My oldest son and my youngest son were asleep. And then uh, uh, Brittany's sister is here and she was asleep. And I was out reading a book. And she comes out of her bedroom. Huh. It's just me and June River, my, my daughter, my three-year-old daughter. Yeah. She comes out. And uh, one of the things that I've read of a book is is uh, there's two types of parenting that I would have been. The old Lois would have been, get back in your room. I'm locking the door. You know, okay. go to sleep. Yeah. Tough, tough love. Tough right. love. Um, but this time I opened the door, and she was expecting the tough, tough mm-hmm. dad. I said, "Come out." And there's another book that I read is uh, I recommend. It. It's called Tao Te Che. Um, I only it's like sixty pages. I only understood like a third of it. It's, it's like <laughs> deep and poetic. And I'd read it and I reread it. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> but what I got, one of, one of the things that I got, um, uh, kind of just like... Let, that's well, good. That's a book you can read a few times. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 one that I'm going to come back to where I'm like, oh, I need a quick read. Jane and I have been watching all the Wes Anderson movies again. Oh, cool. And like they're so much better. Oh, because... The second and third oh. time. I've seen Moonrise Kingdom like four or five times. Yeah. We watched it just last night, and I'm like, I'm like, have I seen this movie before? <laughs> it is so good. Anyway, oh, that's cool. Like, there, there's, there's a value to revisiting experiences yeah. like that. Yeah, it's a different. You're a different person. Different, yeah, different experiences. You interpret it different ways. Mm-hmm. You understand it different ways. Mm-hmm. So she comes out, mm-hmm. and uh, calmly, and I'm, I'm sitting in this nook where on the ground. I like to read and lay on the ground, and. Uh, she just sat next to me for about an hour, quietly, laying, laying next to me, just watching me read. Didn't even do anything. And then I was trying to make it as boring as possible for her because mm-hmm. I so she would go back. To I wanted just to see that on the other side of the fence is nothing yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so um, after a long while, she's like, "Have fun reading, Daddy. I'm going to bed." <laughs> Have fun reading. Yeah, and she goes to bed. She's like three or four. She's three. So cute. Um. But, She's a bundle of cute right now. Yeah. And to your point, right? My son and my, my children as they grow up, if this continues, this this burn that I talked about the, at the beginning of the show, yeah. right? Um, hopefully, uh, it'll rub off on them as well and they'll choose to read. There's um, no way that it couldn't if it's, if it's consistent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's going really well. Um, I've fallen off the horse a few times and not gone to bed early. So I wake up late and it kind of like... Uh, takes me about three days to get back on the schedule mm. going to bed early and waking mm-hmm. up early. Um, but my barometer and my level of how I measure success is really small. And what does that mean? 
meaning I want each day to be positive, mm-hmm. right? And instead of having a checklist of like, I didn't do these five things that I promised I would do myself, I promised myself one thing, and that is when I wake up, I make the bed. So every time I come home, hmm. it was a great day because mm-hmm. I made the bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's a, that's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut the episode off right there. Yeah. Thanks, Los, for like uh, hanging out with us and telling us about the new, the new Los. I feel like it's like always the new Los. There's <laughs> always like. I don't think that could possibly be a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I wish actually, I wish there could be as many new Travis's as there was new Los's. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's for sure. So, uh, this is late nights with, uh, Trav and Los, and we have a new podcast, podcast episode out every Tuesday. Come and check us out at travinlos.com and hang out with us on Twitter at travinlos and email us at travinlos at Gmail. If you have any questions or leave us a voicemail, like, you know, send us an MP3 or something, be a part of the show. We'll play it on air. Um, is there anything else I'm missing, buddy? That's it. Thank right. you. We appreciate you. Peace. Good night. Sweet. How long was that? Uh, 